Marco starts to get the governor out of the room. She calls back for Collins, who was shot. Um, Marco goes back and gets Collins and, like, shoves Collins underneath, like, a banquet table. Just, like, stay here until the smoke clears. Don't be a fucking hero. Um, and then goes back to getting the governor out. W uh, Wingtip is following them. Don't let them take the governor. Kill her if you have to. And the governor just, like, not really being able to process that this person who is presumably her husband is saying this. Um, we don't, I don't think we get confirmation that, no, we do later. Yeah, Marco's um, like, that's not, like, there's something controlling him. Yeah, He's yeah, not. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this, this person who is her husband saying, yeah, like, yeah, kill her if you have to. Um, but Marco just being like, don't worry, we'll get you out. Um, they, <laughs> it, it's just like a mad dash to the exit hitting controllers out of the way where they can. Marco puts a tuba over one guy's head. It's great. Fucking Looney Tunes. It's yeah. Looney Tunes. A gorilla shoving a tuba over somebody's head is literally <laughs> a cartoon. Um, and uh, I like the, as they're leaving, the chauffeur being like, Governor, where are you going? And she's just like, I don't know. Uh. And uh, Axe is following behind. Um, they get to the limo. Uh, Marco gets the governor <laughs> into the back seat of the limo. Tobias gets into the front seat of the limo. In uh, Hork-Bajir Morph. In hork Morph. Can't fit, so he literally punches his head through the roof of the limo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in order to be able to sit properly and see. Um... And then Axe jumps into the backseat of the limo too, and they drive off. Mark, uh, Tobias is now the bad driver. Um. Uh, we get the smoothest version of Axe MLI these books yes. ever have. Yes. Good God, my kid, this kid has like clearly been like, has he been rehearsing? Has he been watching <laughs> Star Trek on the cable of how you talk to politicians? <laughs> this like, man has definitely been watching Picard. Like, yeah, this is a vibe, <laughs> an excellent vibe, to be clear. Because while they are, like, speeding away, mm -hmm. like, they're literally, like, go, like, crossing traffic, bouncing around. Uh, the governor is just trying to sit, nearly, like, holding on to, like, the leather armrest of the door. And then Axe, also, thank God it's a limo, so there's the room for this. Mm -hmm. Um, his eyes radiating warmth and joy. You realize that he's probably wanted the opportunity to do something like this mm -hmm. so for a while. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, joy. We were doing 90 in heavy traffic with clumsy Hawkbajir hands at the wheel and Axe looked like he'd just found the secret to inner peace. Madam Governor, he bowed low, stretched his front leg out in front of him. His head nearly touched the floor. I am Aximilai Eskaruth Isthil, and I am honoured to be in the presence of a great leader. A great leader? The governor thumped against the side of the limo as Tobias screeched sideways into a bank parking lot. Me? Axe nods. Uh, I only regret that our meeting was not under less difficult circumstances. Bump over a curb, because the uh, fucking limo is airborne for a moment. <clears throat> That's limo screeching sideways, but Tobias keeps them under control. The governor swallows back a scream um, and is able to like pry one of her own hands off the armrest to shake hands with Axe. Um, and he's literally like, I will guard your life with my own. Um, like, very reassuring as they hurdle a median strip, which I assume is a traffic managing thing to slow down oh median strip the thing in the middle mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah um and but she genuinely thanks it like i'm th i mean that sincerely XMLA. as do i governor and jake thought you were the one with charm marco tobias said jolly just keep your eyes on the road and i don't even want to hear another word of criticism about my driving <laughs> as they <laughs> skid around a corner level a row of newspaper vending machines <laughs> I feel like Tobias has had less driving experience, though, Marco, so... Uh -huh. He's also driving a limo. Mm-hmm. A lot of back are, end. Yeah. Not not very um, uh, wieldy. 
Yeah, but they, they slide sideways into a pickup, uh, cut down an alleyway. There's now police cars behind them. Um, the three in the back are just getting slammed around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get the girl to go down as they're now taking dragon beam fire. Um, she is not having a great time, uh, but it's still like her eyes are just kind of still being bright and steady. Um, mm-hmm. But she listens to every instruction they give her but he's mm-hmm. never like a pushover about it mm-hmm. um but they're still trying to escape the police there's a helicopter moving overhead uh the governor is the one that tells them that they need to uh ditch the limo um and yeah they uh like end up skidding the fucking limo so it's uh onto a, a, br- a traffic bridge mm-hmm. um going over a bay, a river, oh, it is described as a riverbank. Mm-hmm. Um, and they bail out of the car. Uh, and now we have a hawk bajir and Andalite, a gorilla, carrying the governor. Oh, no, wait, no, this is where the governor is riding axe at this point. Yes, yes. Uh, hugging his shoulders, uh, just like holding on for dear life. Um, just galloping down this, like, whatever bridge this is meant to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to picture the Golden Gate Bridge because I know what that looks like. <laughs> um, it is a suspension bridge. Well, there we go. Um, people freaking out uh, about like those bullets flying around. There's people screaming, dogs and cats living together. It's <laughs> chaos. Um, and then they start hearing um, somebody on a bullhorn being like, hold your fire, hold your fire. They've got the governor. There's innocent motorists trapped on the bridge, uh, which clues Marco into the fact that this is an uninfested cop um, with a brain. Um, but at this point, they're like, okay, so where do we even go? Because they've closed the other end of the bridge. There's the helicopter overhead. Uh, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And then there's the but there's the river below them, and hey, wouldn't you know it? There's a yacht cruising their way. Um, <laughs> then we get this exchange of "Are you scared of heights, Governor?" I said, as opposed to what bullets, laser beams that vaporize solid concrete, a bridge that might collapse under me at any moment. She shook her head, took a deep breath. Let's do it. Let's do it. A vision flashed into my head: the Governor when she was a kid. She looked like. Rachel? I shook the image from my mind. You heard the governor. Let's do it. He uh, pulls her out from under this van, climbs onto the bridge rail, and jumps off the bridge. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is some fucking incredible King Kong shit. Mm-hmm. Like, full on, this is why gorillas and other primates are top tier morph. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I'm here, like, Danielle was asking in the server a while back, like, what morphs um, would we pick? <laughs> and yes, I am influenced by Terry Pratchett, but my pick, my first pick is orangutan. Mm-hmm. Um, for this sort of reason, because while they're dropping off this bridge, and the governor isn't even, she doesn't scream or anything, she's just, like, holding on for dear life. Mm-hmm. And he literally grabs hold of the yacht's mast um and uses the fact that it's so flexible like to break their fall and and it sort of springs back and they're swinging out there but they're fine Mm -hmm. uh and clearly the uh people on the boat having a great time because they didn't even notice Mm -hmm. um didn't notice the hawk bajir dropping over the side of the bridge above them either um as tobias um resumes red-tailed hawk form on the other <laughs> less graceful um a be- his belly flops into the river mm-hmm. um marco's calling out to him the governor's asked if he can swim um yeah he's fine um but we have to do something the impact could have broken his legs or his ribs maybe knocked him unconscious just you know because we know that this more immediate like confirmation of the kind of person the governor is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Axe has morphed shark. Um, <laughs> it's like uh, they spot the dorsal fin. Marco's heart starts beating again. 
Uh, hey, Axeman, glad you could make it. Uh, says he's fine. He morphed a shark. Morphed a shark. She's like nodding. That's good. I think. <laughs> um, uh, this is when they get noticed by the captain of this yacht, um, and uh, there is chaos once more. Mm-hmm. A woman goes over the side of the boat, can't swim, and Tobias swoops over the yacht, grabs a life jacket and <laughs> drops it over to her. Um, and then Axe nudges her to shore, which is just this lovely little detail. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. cops are racing along the bridge to the banks and they're like, oh, it's on the boat. The helicopter's there. Uh, the yacht is pitching and rolling uh, because, like, the helicopter is, make is like chucking up um waves in the river um and there is lots of screaming lots of shouting police cars party goers uh governor abandons ship uh the governor takes over piloting the boat um because otherwise they're going to capsize or run aground <laughs> um because she's a boss um marco starts hurling pictures and margarita glasses at the helicopter uh specifically at the controller with the dragon beam hanging out hanging off the side of it because you use whatever weapons you have tobias goes for the controller with the dragon beam but isn't doesn't get there fast enough yeah no the front of the yacht gets blown apart um there are the Marco has to like struggle to not slide in as the boat begins to sink. Um, they were finally take out the helicopter at least. Um, oh yeah, because Tobias snatches the dragon beam from midair after uh, taking out the controller uh, on the helicopter. Uh, chucks it to Marco, who then takes out the helicopter itself. Mm-hmm. Um, casual chuck, you know, just more casual murder. <laughs> um, they go and get the uh, governor because uh, where she's fallen through the deck. Um, she's not doing great, but she's okay. Um, they're able to get her out. And it's just, this keeps on going and it's mm-hmm. so tiring to read. Yeah. yeah. But it we is kind of fun. speedboats. And we do get the line, uh, hey, governor, as uh, Marco is turning into a dolphin, how do you feel about marine mammals? <laughs> um, well, I wouldn't marry one. Um, it's still funny to me. Um, <laughs> but um, with Marco now in dolphin morph, um, they're able to use the chaos of the uh, helicopter explosion to get away downriver as the yacht sinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to the governor's mansion. Yeah. As they are finally able to explain the story to her. Mm-hmm. And we get this almost wonderful kind of moment. Uh, the governor stared at me. Parasitic aliens are invading Earth. She kept her voice even. And my husband is controlled by one. I nodded. Yeah, basically that's the story. Thank God. She sank back into her leather chair and ran her hand through her damp gray curls. I was beginning to think something much, much worse was happening. Aliens, we can fight. Um, Which is just like an interesting nod to the fact that like... Oh my God, is it snow? Why is it snowing? It's mid-March. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, she's, uh, <laughs> just this insight into thing that people are recognizing that something is very wrong and they just don't have enough information to figure out what it is and they're just building theories based on the knowledge they do have and it's like, this can only be mm-hmm. extremely fucking bad. Like... Mm-hmm. But aliens, while terrifying and, you know, world upending, uh, are a thing that we can demonstrably fight with, with, you know, uh, a- actually a minimum of guilt because they're literally an invading alien force. Uh, 
Um, she's it is uh, it is just another example of like again that comparison to Rachel remains mm-hmm. point. Is like oh, I have something I can do about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Great. Mm-hmm. This is a thing that I can act against. I am not yes. stuck, powerless. Yes. Um, Collins is here. He made it out of the banquet hall and back to this mansion. Uh, they have wrapped his shoulder as best they can. Um, the governor is in sweatpants, drinking coffee by the pitcherful, essentially. Um, she is going through her planner and just scribbling down names and phone numbers, presumably just to get all of her contacts in one place. Um, because, uh, Marco is, you know, basically telling her, like, you're going to have to contact a whole bunch of people and see, like, what kind of allies you can get. Um, he tells her to call every National Guard officer she has on a list. Um, some of them are going to be controllers, some won't. But if you can get enough non-controllers to listen to you, Visser 1's operation will collapse. Visser 1's operation being getting all the National Guard into this one area so that he can infest all of them. Um, and the governor starts calling people. The first person she calls is a general. Um, and basically just says, like, I want all your units to stand down. Take no action whatsoever. That's a direct order from your commander in chief. And acts as like he was resisting orders. He must be a controller. And I love this bit, too. Maybe, maybe not, said the governor. He's a cantankerous old coot who can't stand taking orders from a woman. He doesn't need an alien wrapped around his brain to make him hard to get along with. Which is just perfect. Um, and then she calls the commander of the Air National Guard and then several others, making her way down the list um, slowly but surely. Eventually she gets hold of uh, or she she sees the next person on the list is a Lieutenant Colonel Larson, um, who has apparently been on a military exercise in the desert for two weeks, which means that it's an entire battalion of certified Yurt-free soldiers, uh, roughly 600 troops, which is great. Um, and so she calls him and is like, have your keep your ha- keep your troops together. Have them bunker down someplace. The Yerks can't get them. Specifically, come to the grounds of my mansion. We're going to turn it into temporary headquarters. Um, and, you know, set up camp here. Like, we're going we're gonna to turn this area just into its own little war camp. Um, and, uh, she, Marco's like, all right. Now that we've gotten through the list of National Guard officers, is there literally anyone you can call who can act as, like, bodyguard for you? Because you don't have enough, like, one one person with a bad shoulder isn't going to cut it. Like, we need more people to guard you because we can't stay here. Um, And so she calls the deputy director of the state police, who just got back from a week-long Interpol conference. Um, and. He's on his way, so he should be here very soon, which is good because the Yurks are here. Um, because we can't have a break for more than a chapter. (laughs) Yep. Um, the lead Humvee's about a mile away, uh, and, uh, at first Marco's like, is there any chance that could be Colonel uh, Larson's battalion? And she's like, nah, he hasn't had time, and also, uh, this unit is too small. Um, it's like six Humvees, eight trucks, um, not big enough for a 600-man battalion. Um, and if those troops aren't following the governor's orders, then they must be following someone else's, uh, which means that Visser 1 is onto them. Uh, and uh, Marco's like, all right, well, we got to get you out of here. We'll go out the back, use the river again. But uh, the Yerks have cottoned onto that too. So they've got the river blockaded with a bunch of police boats. Um, and luckily, a single police car is screaming down the hallway from highway from the opposite direction. Um, and this one is uh, 
what, what the fuck was his title? Major McDonald, uh, the, the police officer that she called specifically. Um, they know it's him because it's just a single police car coming. So she calls the front, uh, gate to let him in. So she has, uh, one more person of backup, essentially. She explains the situation to him very quickly. Um, just like the very, very basics. Uh, you know, those he troops out there. pretty well. He's yeah. like, okay, okay, this is a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, aliens, right, sure. Uh-huh, this is weird. But I guess I, so, sure. Um, I mean, having Axe there in mm-hmm. as himself is a real good way to sort of go, like, I'm right here, guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's really excellent proof of aliens existing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Marco's like, look, if we can get, uh, if we can get those controllers, the aliens out of here, can you keep her safe until Colonel Larson's battalion arrives? Um, and McDonald and Collins are like, yeah, we can do that. Um, and Marco's just like, all right, I can't tell you where we're staying. We won't, you won't be able to contact us, but we'll contact you soon. Uh, we don't know how yet, but we'll find a way. Um, and, uh, they shake hands with the governor and take their leave. Marco, uh, holds the governor's hand for just a second too long because he acquires her. She gets a moment of the acquiring trance and then attributes it to, uh, the coffee's not working. She rubs the circles under her eyes. Um, it has in fact been a very long day for her. Um, and Marco darts into the bathroom and grabs the dress that the governor changed out of um, and heads out with Axe and Tobias. And wanna, in the hallway, he morphs the governor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to just say how refreshing it is. And I, this is, I think, the first time we've seen Marco morphing human. He has a couple of moments of not being entirely comfortable or unsure how to stand. Because uh-huh. uh, he's actually a pretty self-assured person, mm-hmm. but he's not doing any hand-wringing about having acquired a human morph or turning into a person. He's not actually freaking out about being a woman mm-hmm. either. It's just like, it's more like he's stood there in a wet dress, which mm-hmm. is not a fun sensation, mm-hmm. regardless of uh, your gender presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, Reading this, you guys know how much the hand-wringing around morphing human pisses me off. Mm-hmm. And just Marco not even batting an eyelid, like, yep, I'm going to do this. Perfect. Yep. And does it. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Yeah. Again, he thinks so fast. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, and so he steps out alone onto the porch of the governor's mansion to face down uh, a wall of Hummers and National Guard trucks, um, and controllers. Um, and he plays his part. He, he plays the part of the extremely confused governor who doesn't understand what has been happening. Um, doesn't understand why so many armed troops have just showed up at her mansion. Um, yeah, she's like, is there a training exercise? I wasn't notified. Yeah. Um, um, and, you know, there there may have been a small miscommunication. Um, could I speak to your commanding officer? Um, and their commanding officer steps out. Um, short and tan and built like a bulldog. His cold, hard eyes bored through my skull. Uh and Marco uh, narrowly sidesteps, trying to figure out what this person's uh, rank is. <laughs> Just says, sir. Um, I was not informed a military exercise would be taking place on my front lawn today. Lawn today. Um, the officer's face like twists into a sneer, and he's like, this isn't an exercise. It's a well-orchestrated operation, and it's proceeding better than I could have dreamed. What is it the newspapers call you? Tough-minded? I thought our tough-minded governor would put up more of a fight. If I'd known it would be this easy, I wouldn't have brought so many friends. Seems like overkill, doesn't it? His lips stretched across his teeth in a cold smile. And suddenly I knew. I was looking into the eyes of Visser One. He wasn't in the human morph he usually used, but it was him. Uh, but Marco keeps his cool, keeps his, his mask up. 
Um, and it's just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he's like, I'm sure you don't. And then they just like arrest him, um, tie him up and throw him in the back of a Humvee. Uh, Marco keeps up his act. Uh, like, what are you doing? You're hurting me. Stop. I'll have you arrested. Bring you up on charges, whatever, whatever. Um, and, uh, the Yerks leave, thinking they have their captive. Um, and on the way out, uh, in the back of this truck, um, the, the, the back of the truck is separated from the front cab where the driver is. Uh, Axe and Tobias just kind of like tear through the canvas top and get in and knock out Marco's guards. Um, and break Marco out. They morph duck and fly out through the hole in the, the truck roof. Um, which is I mean, all they needed in order to, to get away. Um, and the Yerks keep on without, uh, any the wiser. Um, which presumably gives enough time for Colonel Larson to get to the governor's mansion and set up a, uh, a barrier of some kind. Um, now here's the part where, before we read this last chapter, um, actually, let's go ahead and read the last chapter. Um, and then we'll we'll discuss the somewhat weirdness of this whole thing. Alrighty. Um cut to they're back at the camp, they're watching the TV, there's footage of Cassie and Wolf Morph leaping into a crowd of National Guard troops and biting a soldier on the butt. Um they're they're all of the kids are crowded around Axis TV. Group one had discovered the main York headquarters for troop infestation. Um, when the Animorphs showed up, the controllers were herding hundreds of National Guard soldiers at gunpoint toward a temporary Yerk pool. Um, the Animorphs, the Auxiliaries, and a few of Toby's finest fighters attack. Um, the battle became desperate, and they were losing, but they couldn't give up. And then, uh, at the last minute, another National Guard unit made an appearance. It was Colonel Larson's guard group. Um, that basically fought the Yerks until the Yerks, uh, retreated, essentially. Um, he slowed, slowed down whatever this operation was before heading on to the governor's mansion. Uh, they then have footage of, uh, Team Two, Team Finesse's, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, whole, shenanigans um and uh <laughs> in a related story the governor got a bit of a scare yesterday afternoon during a fundraiser at the ambassador hotel she was kidnapped by three suspects who witnesses say were wearing halloween costumes news channel 5 brings you exclusive footage of this bizarre incident Dave's image was replaced by that of a limousine screeching from a parking lot, a leathery serpent head poking through the limo's roof. Then the camera switched to a scene of the governor galloping along a bridge on the back of a furry, blue, four-legged creature. A gorilla and another creature, the one with the serpent head, leaped over stalled cars and wrecked delivery trucks while police officers gave chase. The newscast ended with footage of a helicopter explosion and a slow-mo shot of a yacht sinking into, a, into the river. So, Jake looked at me. You kept it all pretty quiet, huh? Yeah, hey, we were showing a lot of finesse there, I said. Yeah, said Tobias. Uh, and then we cut to, uh, the governor giving a, uh, a speech. Um, we get a moment of Rachel being surprised that the governor is a woman. Um, and Marco's just like, well, yeah, she's a woman, Rachel. You didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel does immediately um, shush him because yeah. she's like, shut yeah. up. Um, and we get this. The camera zoomed in on the governor. Her hair was a mess, her face pale. She was wearing the same sweats she'd had on yesterday, only now they were a lot more rumpled. But when she looked into the camera, her steady gray eyes were still bright, still focused. 
Patricia pushed a microphone into her face and the governor began to speak. I won't beat around the bush, she said. I have declared a state of emergency. I repeat, a state of emergency. This is not martial law. Our police and even our National Guard forces cannot be trusted. She glanced at the reporter. The news media cannot be trusted. You may not even be able to trust your friends or your own family. She explained about the Yerks, about how, like an invisible disease, they have been infesting and slowly taking over the population. I know this sounds fantastic, she said, like something out of Hollywood. But by now, you've seen the news footage. You know what I'm telling you is true. Our state, our nation, our entire world is under attack. We are already fighting back. I have requested help from Washington, and the president has agreed to send U.S. troops. U.S. troops, I said. It's what we've wanted from the beginning. Why am I not ecstatic? How can you get ecstatic about all-out global war, Tobias said. The governor shuffled her notes, looked into the camera again. This is not the time for panic, she said. It is the time for each of us to reach into our souls and pull out the courage we may not even know we possess. Our enemy is strong, but we are stronger because we are fighting for our lives and our freedom, for our very existence. Thank you, Governor. The camera switched to Patricia. Axe clicked off the TV. We sat in silence, staring at the blank screen. And the book is over. Such uh, a weird, shitty ending. I hate it. It is a weird ending. It's very abrupt. Um, it doesn't feel like an ending so much as just, like, unfinished. Mm-hmm. Which is a disappointment after, uh, you know, how relatively good this book was. Um, but one of the... I think this book really kind of falls down in the ending. Um, it has a lot of really good action sequences and small character beats and stuff like that. But then we get to this ending and, uh, like, I can forgive Visser 1 being a little gullible here. Um, because he gets a little stupid when he's winning. Traditionally speaking. Um, yeah, he has priors. <laughs> he has priors. Uh, and, you know, uh, you know, he's just not thinking very clearly about the fact that his enemy can morph the governor. <laughs> uh, you know, why, why wouldn't he search the mansion? I don't know. Whatever. He just wants to get away and back to his, probably, frankly, he wants to get back to the other mission that's happening where you know, the National Guard is is having some trouble, right? Mm-hmm. His his attention is divided as they yeah, wanted. His priority was not the governor until like an hour or two ago. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um and this idea of having this military group camp on the governor's lawn is not a terrible one if you were fighting an actual enemy force. Um, you know, siege warfare is a valid kind of warfare. But when your enemy is, one, perfectly willing to kill the governor, and two, has literal spaceships with laser beams, it's maybe not the best idea. Considering they can just blow up the whole area. Without any issue. Uh, you should maybe be in a bunker somewhere. I'm sure they have yeah. one. I mean, male, if there is one on the premises, we don't know. And I suppose what one could maybe, if you were feeling generous, take is like they're treating this threat in the way they know how to treat threats. Yes. Assuming that the Yerks will play by the same rules. Yeah. Of engagement. Yeah, I understand why they do this. Like, why the governor comes up with this plan. But why doesn't Marco say anything about it? When he's so smart the rest of this book. Um, and, like, he has a lot of things on his plate. They're in a, crunch, a time crunch, etc., etc. Maybe, I don't actually remember most of what happens in the next book. So maybe they do... Uh, contact her and be like yo maybe you should take cover 
Yeah. Maybe this is an entirely a uh, temporary measure and they were never mm-hmm. thinking of this being long term. Right. Um, but, you know, it is a little a little weird. And then it this feels bit, like an oversight. It's, it's a bit of an oversight. And then at the end here where, like, Colonel Larson goes to Group One's rescue and they... S- like temporarily like they break down whatever that one operation was so that the years will have to start over so it just slows them down a bit like presumably he did that after the governor called him so that he didn't get to the governor until like maybe the wee hours of the morning because he didn't show up there until midnight and then but how long before the yerks realized that Marco got away and that they didn't actually have the governor like it can't have been more than a couple of hours it you know just like the timeline doesn't quite make sense um and it it's just a little strange and it makes the ending not as good as it otherwise would have been because i just sit there thinking like uh, but what about this thing? You know, my suspension mm-hmm. of disbelief breaks down a bit. Yeah. Uh, which makes this ending not hit as hard. And then on top of that, we have this kind of non-ending, um, that leaves you just kind of floating, um, and instead of thinking about the kids and them just like staring sullenly at this screen, I start thinking about the logistics of what they just said, right? Yeah. Um. But I mean, that's the book. That that's the end of the book. It went very quickly. Um, because it's so action packed. Um, and I think I think I think we both seem to have come down on the side of like it's a it's a good read. It is a fun read. There's a lot of good stuff in here. But it does it and while it it's feels lacking. like stuff is while while stuff is happening, it's most of the stuff that's happening is just like a chase scene. Um so it feels it feels a bit like running in place. Which isn't a terrible thing. Considering, I think this is meant to be a bit of a break before the action picks back up again, because we've been going hard. Uh, so like, it's not a terrible thing. It just feels weirdly dissonant from the other ones. Yeah, I think that's um, a good way to put it. Uh, yeah. Um. For discussion points, Joasco says, as a cis male interested in what you two think of the way the governor was written, I just reread 51 and I get the feeling she isn't as fully characterized as I remembered. Sort of the opposite of Danielle being pleasantly surprised with James and the other auxiliary animorphs in book 50. I also feel like Tobias was such a badass in this book, including multiple dogfights and doing some sick driving in the limo chase scene in spite of Marco implying otherwise mid-chase, I'd say Tobias is the better driver. (laughs) Um, and yes, my son is just on top of his fucking game. Both of our sons are on top of their games Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this book, uh, doing just really excellent, excellent stuff. Like, he's less forward, but also Axe puts in a great showing Mm -hmm, here. mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. nobody looked good during the duck scene. (laughs) to be clear except arguably Tobias and even then you do have to contend with the visual of a red-tailed hawk perched on top of a mallard which is not an especially uh, serious visual Mm -hmm. Um. Um. but as far as the governor goes uh, I think I think Jade said it pretty well um, in She's suffering a little bit from Joss Whedonism, uh, which is the the badass woman who takes no shit and is super powerful and and always has the right thing to say kind of deal. 
Um, I'm glad which, she wasn't described as being beautiful on top of all of that because then it would yes, have been. Yes. The fact that it gets to be like an older woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think makes it, it just makes it, it just misses that. Right. Yeah. It's it. It actually is a good portrayal of a strong woman who happens to be older. Um, but us looking at it in hindsight, it feels poisoned by these other representations. Yeah, for um, a critical. Le- I think if there was less in the way of the bantery dialogue, mm-hmm. yeah, it would maybe strike as less. Mm-hmm. Like if there was maybe one or two less quips. Yeah. Um, like, cause she, you don't need that on top of everything else. The fact that she was like able to like steer the boat and stuff and like mm-hmm, was happy mm-hmm. enough to smack a chair over her husband's head. Um, yeah. respect. Yeah. Uh, as it's, a, it's, she, I think it's a flawed portrayal of a character that I do instinctually like. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think the sum total is maybe a touch much. Like, I, my comment here is she's a little quippy, maybe a touch on the, like, too cool side. But, like, in the moment, I just yeah. love her. I think she's great. Yeah, I think um, it takes being after it going, okay, maybe that was a little much. Whereas in the moment, yeah. you're like, yeah, <laughs> love this for her. Yes. Girl boss. Yes. I you know what? I feel similarly to when I watched Jupiter Ascending. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, like it is it is it's a female power fantasy is what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh but yeah, it's one of those things that like I was gonna I'm gonna keep running if this was like a movie. Mm-hmm. It w- this is a role for an older actress. Yes, which is cool because we don't see enough of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Danielle was saying earlier about her being this adult that readily accepts what she's being told and is prepared to act, and she's not the first woman. She might be the first woman to do so. Like even the adults who know, like mm-hmm. Cassie's mum, uh, Rachel's mum, like they struggle. Mm-hmm. with a lot of the aspects of it so it's not just portrayed as oh well a woman's insight we don't yeah. have any of that weird bullshit baggage yeah it's just a person in power is presented with the evidence and told what's going on and it's like all right let's do something about it yeah it's because we have that breadth of representation mm-hmm. that oh my god do we get the governor and eva meeting i don't remember I I cannot for the life of me remember. This feels like a wasted opportunity. <laughs> Just saying. Uh but yeah, I I I like her a lot. Uh I don't I don't really have very many problems with her her portrayal. Um, now that I've made the connection to Jupiter Ascending, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Honestly, I'm here for it all. <laughs> and the fact that it's um, written by, um, we should make assumptions about the Ghostwriter's author, but uh, Lisa Hartgrader, maybe somebody who does identify at least partially with being a woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know many guys who have got chosen to gone by Lisa. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I mean, I believe be I've, 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 mm. I looked her up before and, and. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that is also the thing like a female character written by a woman mm-hmm. feels less egregious in the quippiness than if she was written by a man. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's part of why, as Daniel said, like Jupiter Ascending is as, as good as it is in all its ridiculousness because it is like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you were a cleaner and then it turned out you were actually a space princess and here's this cool wolf boyfriend uh-huh. with roller uh-huh. skates who can fly? Yeah. Wouldn't that be just, like, the best thing ever? Yeah. You're like, yes, like it's, yes, it would. It is a little Mary Sue, but it's a Mary Sue in the way that is very much, like, yes, I do want to be this person, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Okay, so let's let's do some rankings for this bad boy. Yeah. Um, plot so thin 
it, yes. it's a it's a smear of plot. Arguably, the more interesting plot stuff was happening with the other team. Mm-hmm. Arguably, um, I think it's solid. There's just not a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd give it like a seven. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, characterization, good but not deep enough. Yeah. No, like like I, we've said a couple times, no one's out of character. Yeah, it just doesn't. It just yeah. yeah. I think I think I would rather this. Actually, I'm trying yes. to look at if I would rather. Yeah, I'd rather this and it feel right than a misstep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that overreaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely but, way better than forty four. Yeah, yeah, um, and consistent as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd give it. I'd happily give it maybe like a seven or an eight because yeah, it I was going to say an eight. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree to the eight. Like I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some truly, aw- and I do appreciate like action scenes that feel like the characters acting the way they would. Like yeah, we see less of Axis there, but like Mark, the way Marco uses the gorilla morph, getting to mm-hmm, see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Tobias's like aerial style, mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. enjoyability slash satisfaction look you can't eat certain foods all the time but they're really good to eat when you want them (laughs) yes it's a little bit like that for me this is this is a really good batch of mcdonald's fries oh yeah good pull like yeah (laughs) that that's that that you know you sometimes just want it and there it is, and it's great, and it hits the spot. You wouldn't want to eat it every day, but mm, when you want it, mm-hmm, nothing mm-hmm, hits quite mm-hmm, like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'd be inclined to also... It feels weird to mark this so highly when it feels like there's so many quibbles, but the quibbles are so small. Mm-hmm. And the sins of the, the, the sins of this book are so much smaller than other books. Mm-hmm. And like, as I said, uh, I think at the top, and if it was earlier in the series, it wouldn't make sense plot-wise, given the escalation. But I think I would have even less problems with it. Yeah. Because I would know that there'd be more opportunities to be introspective with the characters. Mm-hmm. And given that this is our last Marco book, Marco perspective book, mm-hmm. I assume. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I think yeah. I think enjoyability it's like a nine, but satisfaction is like an eight. <laughs> so I'll just split the difference and say eight and a half. <laughs> I will give it an eight. I think on di- splitting the difference, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, it's solid. All right, favorite part. Uh, I think mine might be Axe introducing himself to the governor. That's so good. It's very good. He's just a smooth motherfucker. <laughs> he is so smooth. Didn't know he had it in him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, if I think about the visuals, the things that stick with me are Marco and Tobias's wild tank ride. Um, but that moment of Marco speaking still partially as a cockroach to the mm. governor and her listening. Mm-hmm. I think that crystallizing because marco more than any is so grossed out by morphing or is so much more vocal about mm-hmm. being grossed out by morphing and he is putting himself in an incredibly vulnerable position i think he does not do mm-hmm. i just i feel like that crystallizes like also as well as introducing the governor finding out mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the kind of person she is right away mm-hmm. that really worked for me yeah 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 and to be fair, a lot of the action is very good. Mm-hmm. I love car chases, is the thing. <laughs> like, if you have not watched Blues Brothers, you should. Uh, but Tobias driving the limo around the city as they're trying to escape has big Blues Brothers energy. <laughs> um, and it's good. Yeah. Uh, did anything surprise you? I don't think surprise. I mean, 
It's another one of those, oh, right, this is so very serious. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. I necessarily expected that they're the governor to be making a speech at the end of the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, full mask off. Like, yup, this is, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense. I guess mm-hmm. I just didn't expect to see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if it does feel like an appropriate escalation. Yeah. So. I have to wonder... Like, just on the other side of the country, like, fucking Mm. North Carolina or some shit, just, like, watching, because this would then be distributed on national news, because of course it fucking would. Um, Mm -hmm. And and just, like, being, what the fuck is going on in California? (laughs) Thing is, I suppose it's a good thing that didn't happen in Florida, because everybody like, oh, that tracks, it would be Florida. Uh-huh. Uh, Anyone with but, good sense would not invade Florida for the same reason you don't go to Australia. Uh-huh. Um Yeah. But it's just like the the thought occurs to me of just Yeah, it's it's very good. Someone sitting on the opposite end of the of the country being like, What the fuck is this? Because they don't also, have just very any... notion- Yeah, but I also just like tickled by the notion of like See, this is what happens to those liberals. Yeah, it's just like I know the the reputation California has, like politically speaking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. politically, politically. I can speak. Yeah. Although at, I think when I looked it up at the time of publishing, uh, was California red then? Yeah. Huh. Well, it was, it was, the incumbent was read in 1990, and then in, no, in the 98 election, the incumbent was also Republican, so, yeah. Hmm. Oh, but then, then in the 98 election, a Democrat won. That's it. Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah. A, a Democrat would have been. This is this is what you get for switching to blue. Really, this is aliens. <laughs> a, a woman governor. Really, never would have happened if it had been a guy. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I make jokes, but there are people who absolutely hold these kinds of attitudes. Yes, uh, and they yeah. must be mocked. Yeah. Oh, it must be that time of the month. Never mind that she's probably fucking past menopause. Mm hmm. Look at that. I can't think about that. I'll get fucking angry. Okay. <laughs> uh, was there any part that didn't make sense to you or that you didn't understand? We sort of unpicked the ending mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. and like the missteps there. So, mm-hmm. other than uh, that, not really. And it is, in fact, essentially Adam Morse reading. I mean, well, you could probably read a summary and be fine. No, you could literally read that's the summary of this book is the it seems like the Yerks are trying to infest the National Guard. So while the rest of the kids uh cause distractions, Marco acts and Tobias go to meet the governor, tell her what's happening, and she makes a speech yeah. informing the world that the Yerks are here. That's yeah. the plot of this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so no, you don't need to have read it, but this is one of the ones. Like this is a fun read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will happily recommend this as a book to read if you're like strapped for time, um, and just want the core plot of the overarching series. Arguably, mm-hmm. yes. To be fair, it has got a couple of important details, but I also, unlike, um. 50 i feel like if you miss 51 you're not necessarily going to be completely in the dark yeah about why things are the way they are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like none of the characters end up in a radically different place yeah and the plot doesn't end up in a radically different place except mm-hmm. for the part where a trusted maybe government official has announced has the the secrecy is over mm-hmm All right. All right.
Next is book 52, The Sacrifice, which is an axe book. I hate the title. (laughs) Uh, Don't trust it. Don't trust it at all. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. I cannot believe you would look me in the microphone and lie like that. <laughs> it's not. It's not fine at all. <laughs> uh, they sure make a choice. Hate it. Uh, hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Can't wait to read it. <laughs> and we have a guest. Yes, Jen will be back. Um, because I had to bring her Did back. You- did she request this one, or was it just we wanted to get her back before we hit the end? I wanted to get her back before the end, and, and this one seemed like a good one to do. So, Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, alrighty. Um, until next time, my co-host has been Danielle. You can find them online at Red Tail Talk 90, including their hack of Forged in the Dark, Idiot Teenagers with a Death Wish, where you can play out your Animorphs fanfics to your heart content. Version 2 is imminent uh keep your eyes peeled we'll uh, make plenty of noise about it when uh, it goes live you can also find them on their home podcast of the room where it happened that's room where pod on twitter their current season elder county tennessee they're playing urban shadows it's urban fantasy with an appalachian flair uh give it a shot if you like deeply character driven stories and a buckwild faction game to uh keep things just real fucking interesting <laughs> Uh, and my co-host has been Jade. You can find them on the internet at Jade Oxford Rose. You can find their home podcast, Follow the Leader, at FTLcast on Twitter. Um, you should go listen to Follow the Leader. Uh, they tell some really excellent stories. Right now, they're in the middle of a Pathfinder campaign uh, that is just really cool. Um, and they always tell just the best character-driven stories. Um, you should also check out, uh, they'll be having a stream. You will still be able to catch it by the time this comes out. They'll be having a stream on April 1st, uh, to celebrate 30,000 downloads, which is just amazing. Um, and that promises to be an excellent time. So you should definitely check that out. Um, Jade also has a top surgery GoFundMe uh, going. You can find the link either pinned to their Tumblr or uh, reblogged, retweeted to their Twitter. Um, go help them get something off their chest, uh, either by throwing whatever number of dollars you can uh, or by sharing the link around um, any and all uh, assistance that you can put towards that is deeply appreciated. Yeah. All righty. Until next time, dear listeners, stay safe out there. Yeah. Let's do a clap. I do a got clap. rid of time. Dot is there. It is okay. At okay. Thirty. Thirty.